This week, G20 world leaders descend on Delhi. India goes beyond the moon. The slang word "soleil" explained, and some tasty wrestling. Over here! Hey, hey, hey! Listen up! Yeah. <coughs> new, 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 newsy, newsy, palusy. Hello and welcome to Newsy Palusy, the news pool for curious kids and adults. I'm your host, Alicia of Shankar Brickett, and I'm Lindy Brickett, sidekick, sound engineer, and Leela's mom. So, guess what? We're still catching up with business from our summer break, and this is a big bit of news. In fact, this is so big that I'm gonna let Mama sing. Oh, thank you so much. Three, two, one. Ha- <laughs> Happy belated birthday to us. Happy belated birthday to us. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, come on, Leela. You won't get any cake unless you sing. Oh, Happy, Happy belated, belated birthday, birthday to, to Newsy Palusi. Happy belated birthday to us. 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 <laughs> yes, we're officially three years old. We've been bringing you the most important and weirdest stories from around the world every Wednesday. With the exception of our recent summer break. Still, we've been at it for over three years. This is, in fact, our 156th episode. <laughs> Epic or what? Slay. Slay, yes. Speaking of slay slang, can I say it like that? Uh, No, not really. Okay. (laughs) Still, as a birthday treat to y'all, we're adding a new segment to our podcast. Yup, at least once a month, but maybe more often, we'll be bringing you a new segment called Slang Explained, Explained, the the story behind trendy trendy words and and phrases. phrases. (laughs) That's cool. Okay, we're still working on the sting, but you know, you get the drift. And this week, we'll kick it all off with Leela's favorite new word, slay. Slay. As for the rest of the podcast, this week, World leaders pour into India as the South Asian nation gets ready to host the G20. No idea what that is? Well, we'll tell you. Speaking of India, almost a couple of weeks ago, its space agency, ISRO, landed a vessel on the moon and now it's reaching for the stars. Well, our star. The sun, that is. In our new segment, Slang Explained, we'll give you the fascinating and surprisingly old story of the slang word slay. And ever felt like wrestling in a pool of tasty gravy? Of course you haven't, because that's totally crazy. But not for people from a certain quirky country. Which one? Well, you gotta listen to the end to find out. Okay, let's dive on in. First up, it's the... The Big News Story of the Week. Well, as many listeners know, we are broadcasting from New Delhi, India, as that's where we live. And this week, well, things are a little different here. Oh, yeah. I've got to go back to online classes for three days because the roads will be closed to cars near my school. Yes, and many parts of the city are being given over to dozens of VIPs, as in very important people, for the G20 Summit. And just what is the G20 Summit? First of all, it stands for Group of 20. 20 of the most powerful countries on Earth, that is, who meet every year to talk about the world's problems. Right, especially those related to the world economy. But a little history lesson here, everyone. (laughs) 
Long ago, before the G20, there was the G6, which was a summit way back in 1975. So long ago. Easy, Leela. So anyway, this was back when oil prices went through the roof, creating a domino effect on the cost of just about everything else all over the world. As in global inflation? That's right. Well, France hosted leaders from Germany, Italy, the UK, the US, and Japan, so they could all discuss it. Hence the name Group of Six, or G6. Though the next year, the club expanded as they invited good old Canada into the fold. Poor Canada, being left out on the first party. I know, right? So then, when Canada was invited, it was called the... G7. Woo! But did they stop there? No siree. No. Well, the G7 did last a fairly long time, over 20 years, until 1997, a few years after the collapse of the Soviet Union, when they decided they'd better invite Russia to the party, too. Enter G8, everyone. Correct. And no, it's not a vegetable drink. That's V8. Ew. But then... Well, you know what parties are like. Friends get fed up with each other and try and flex their muscles and show off. Well, when Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014, the group was not happy. First, it suspended Russia from the G8, and then Russia said, well, I don't want to be part of your party anyway, and so... Back to G7, everyone. Exactly. Meanwhile, some of the other rapidly growing countries in the world, as in their economies, were growing. You mean they're getting richer, so more powerful, and they also want a seat at the party table. Bingo! Well, actually, the G7 still meets, but the G20 was created in 1999 after another financial crisis, this time in Asia, rocked the whole world. Yes, we're talking about countries like China, South Korea, South Africa, Brazil, Mexico, Argentina, Australia, Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, the European Union, who also go to the G7 meetings, by the way, and of course, India. Hang on. 17, 18, uh, that's 19, not 20. Oh yeah, guess who's still in this club? Um, Russia? Indeed. Now, Here's what's so interesting. There are officially 195 countries in the world. But the G20 countries alone are responsible for most of the economic output of the world. And when I say most, I mean 85%. Money, money, money. Is money what they discussed by any chance? Haha, <laughs> very good. Mostly. But, you know, you can't discuss the global economy without discussing politics because they're all intertwined or mixed together, aren't they? So no doubt Ukraine will be high on the agenda. Oh, yes. But India, who is this year's G20 president and so gets to host the annual meeting, is going to try and make other important issues get on the agenda, too, like climate change, sustainable growth, and generally more attention being given to developing countries. Good luck with that. Exactly. It's a very Western-based club. It might be hard to get other issues on the table. Well, watch the space, folks. Hmm, speaking of space... Now let's have the latest... Space news. And now staying with India, but heading to the stars... Well, the biggest star in our galaxy, that is, as in the sun. 
Yes, India is at it again. Two weeks ago, it was the fourth country on Earth to land a spacecraft on the moon, and now it wants to send another spacecraft even further. So let's cut across to Bangalore, near the Indian Space Research Organization's headquarters, where Adyant and nearby Singh Chuan have the story. That's right, Leela. India has just launched Aditya L1. Our first observation mission to the sun. It is expected to travel 1.5 million kilometers from the Earth and take four months to do that. Here is a fun fact about its name. Aditya is one of the names for the Hindu god of sun, and L1 stands for Lagrange Point One, the exact place. Between Sun and Earth, where the Indian spacecraft is heading. Do you know that a Lagrange point is a spot where the gravitational forces of two large objects like the Sun and the Earth cancel each other out, and that allows a spacecraft to hover. Once Aditya reaches this parking spot, it would be able to orbit the Sun at the same rate as the Earth. From this position, it'll be. Able to watch the sun constantly, even when it's hidden during an eclipse, and carry out lots of scientific studies. But before being launched towards L1, it will travel several times around the Earth. I think it's so cool that we will soon get to learn so much more about the star that our lives depend on. Yeah. And this just a few days after India's Chandrayaan three made a historic landing near the moon's south pole. India's space research organization is sure making us proud. Reporting from Bangalore, which is also ISRO's headquarters, this is Adyant and Nirbhay signing off. Thanks a lot, you guys. And news just in. The Chandrayaan three exhibition is exceeding expectations too. Just as the lunar day was coming to an end and the Vikram lander was about to go to sleep, Mission Control decided, since it had enough fuel, to see if it could do a little hop off the ground, and it did. So next time it wants to return to Earth with soil samples or something, like even an astronaut, it could hop back up into space and return home. Okay, it was only a little hop this time, but even that takes tons of math and intelligence to make it happen. Impressive. What's that? I'll tell you what. That's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight. It's around, around the, the world, world in eighty seconds. seconds. Oh, In the U.S., the former leader of the far-right group, the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, is jailed for 22 years for his part as a ringleader in the attack on the U.S. Capitol. This is the longest sentence handed down in the January 6, 2021 attacks. It's official. The world has just experienced the hottest summer since weather records began in 1940. This is unlikely to let those still facing heat waves around the world feel any better, though. 
Off the coast of Australia, three men on board an inflatable catamaran were rescued from the sea after several shark attacks left their vessel partially sunk off Australia's northeastern coast. And a U.S. teenager and her teacher unearthed a 34-million-year-old skull of a whale from her family's Alabama timber farm. They were digging as part of a summer school project since the high school student had already found fossilized shark teeth there. so much for that whippity wabbity zippity zappity rap of what's making headlines elsewhere in the world, Mama. My pleasure. And now to a new segment, Slang Explained. This is one for adults and children alike. Maybe more for adults, to be honest. Well, you say that, but how often have you heard some weird phrase from a new kid in school who's maybe come from another city or even country, or just picked something up from an older sibling, and it kind of made you wonder, what does that mean? Yeah, you're right. Or like hearing some new phrase over and over on a video. But you know, usually we, as in kids, we figure it out. That's true, which is why this segment is not just about defining the slang word, but telling the story behind it. Like Rick Roll, which is such a bizarre and fascinating story. So true. But that's next month's phrase, Mama. Yeah, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I do that sometimes. So without further ado, here's the story behind Slay. Why? Kyu pourquoi? Entoko. Weshama. Varum. Tamai. Endina. Porke. Why? Why is it called that? Words and phrases explained. So we all know the word slay literally or denotatively means. Uh, dinner worry. Well, here are two great words for you to impress your English teachers with. Denotative means the main dictionary definition of a word, not the ideas or feelings or new meanings associated with it. That is the connotative meaning of a word. I always remember it because denotative starts with a D, as in dictionary. Denotative is the main dictionary definition, while connotative is the latest understanding of a word. So, denotatively speaking, slay means to kill someone. And rather dramatically, as in, go slay the dragon. (laughs) But connotatively, it means... Well, so many things, but mostly cool, sick, wicked, righteous. You get the drift. Yeah, so the question is, when did this evolution of the word take place? Well, it's not a relatively recent phenomenon, but it goes all the way back to the 1970s in Harlem, New York, specifically the LGBTQ black and Latin drag queen dancer scene. Basically, they had these private nightclubs, which they referred to as houses, where they held beauty pageants and balls or dances. And a little like the expression, you're killing it, when you crush the competition in something or just do something really well, slay was born in these Harlem LGBTQ houses. Exactly. So when someone looked or danced amazingly, they would be told, You slayed it, or you look so slay. Which became popular again in the early 90s with a movie about the whole scene called Paris is Burning. But fast forward 25 years... And it came back into popular culture with none other than Beyonce and her 2016 song, Formation. 
which took Slay out of ballroom houses and into non-queer feminist conversation, which is perhaps why it's predominantly said by girls and women just about everywhere. Even India, Slay. And that's the very colorful story of this slang word. So, what did you think? Did you like this new segment? Was it Slay? <laughs> well, why not send us a note and say so? Better still, why don't you suggest some slay slang, either words or phrases, that you'd like explained? Great idea! You can send an email to us at contact at newsypoluzy.com or, of course, shout out to us on any of our social media outlets at newsypoluzy. That's newsypoluzy like a swimming pool because we are a, a news pool for kids, of course. That's N-E-W-S-Y-P-O-O-L-O-O-Z-I. And finally, let's see what the Lucky Dip Machine has in store for us this week. Right, step right up, step right up. I'm going to the lucky dip machine. The lucky dip machine. What's it going to today? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, no doubt. Well, this story takes the cake, as the saying goes. Or actually, I should say, takes the gravy. Or actually, now that I think about it, this story brings a new meaning to the expression of exasperation. Good gravy. Excuse me? What exactly have you and the oddball machine spit out this week? Well, it's more slippery than spitty, but no less weird or gross. Yes, I'm talking about wrestling in a pool of gravy. Uh, gravy like the stuff you put on meat and potatoes? Or in a curry, yes. The gloopy stuff which most people enjoy eating, but some rather foolish people from a corner of the world known for its eccentricities, especially in the name of raising money for charity. Yes, I'm talking about the British. They enjoy wrestling around in the stuff. Okay, what? Yup, let's cut across to none other than Jackson Hosking, our UK correspondent for the details. Three, two, one, five! Thanks, Leah. Hundreds of people flocked to a small English village up in the county of Lancashire for a wrestling tournament with a twist. Yes, it was wrestling alright, but not as we normally know it. For a start, the contestants all had to wear fancy dress, as in, put on some sort of costume, or, well, a fancy dress. But as you know, that's not the weird bit. No. It was a temporary and rather large pool set up in the back garden of a pub that was filled with gravy. That's the weird bit. Even for Great Britain, a region that hosts a wide range of crazy competitions, from an annual toe wrestling championship to a cheese ball rolling contest. For the 15th annual World Gravy Wrestling Championship, contestants included an Elvis impersonator and even a woman dressed as an Italian mobster. The event is a knockout style competition, where the winner of each two minute bout is decided by three judges. But they're not just judged on their wrestling ability. Oh no. Extra points are given not only for their fancy dress, but for their comedic timing and, well, just how entertaining they are. Of course, like most novelty competitions in the UK, this wacky wrestling is all done in the name of, yes, raising money for charity. It remains unclear just how the gravy tasted, but so far no contestant has complained that it was too lumpy. The same, however, can't be said for the wrestlers. In England, having gravy with a Sunday roast and certainly not wrestling in it, I'm Jackson Hosking, reporting for Newsy Palooza. I should think not. Thanks a lot, Jackson, for that, uh, disgustingly delectable report. 
Well, you know, life is good if you can waste tasty gravy on that. It's all gravy, as the saying goes. Uh, excuse me, that's a saying? Yes, in England. And in case you need this slang explained, the phrase comes from a traditional English saying that compares ordinary life to meat and potatoes, while the luxuries are gravy. And it's time to wrap up the podcast with the, the top, top five facts heard today. today. Fab fact number one. World leaders are meeting in New Delhi, India this week for the G20 annual summit. What year did the G20 form? 1999. Fab fact number two. What's the G and G20 stand for anyway? G stands for group. Group of 20. Fab fact number three. But before G20, which was mainly set up to discuss global economies, a smaller club was created as a place for the most powerful countries to discuss peace and politics. What's the name? First it was G6, then G7, then G8, and now G7 again. Fab fact number four. The Indian Space Research Organization just launched Aditya L1, its first observation mission to the sun. What's Aditya mean? It's one of the names for the Hindu god of sun. Fab fact number five. The word sleigh has become so popular, it has a new slang meaning that's different from its denotative meaning. What's denotative mean? The main dictionary definition of the word, not the ideas or feelings or new meanings associated with the word. If you're an educator and you want to test your kids' listening skills, or you just want to test them yourself, then have a look at our quiz online. Go to the Lucky Dip page of our website, newsypooloozy.com, and let the kids or yourself take this quiz online. And that almost brings us to the end of this episode of Newsy Pooloozy. But first... For those of you who like to listen to storytelling podcasts, we have one to recommend for you. And for those who don't, well, why the heck not? They're great. They got me through the lockdown, let me tell you. And here's one that, like us at Newsy Paloozy, has an international flavor, as its stories are from all over the world. Do you like stories and learning about new places? For this story, we have to travel to Megalia. How about being silly? I don't want your butt germs. And when something tough happens, maybe with a friend, could you use some advice? I can do that if I want because I'm not hurting you. I'm not being mean. Then check out Story Pillar, a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, hear stories from all over the world, and pick up tips from you, our listeners. More info at storypillar.com. If you enjoy 
latest tip in the coolest pool of news and information, then hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Alexa, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give us a good rating. Or better still, leave us a review. Go on, we'll read it out loud if you do. And hey, one last thing. We have a retraction to the 632 people who immediately downloaded our Space Race episode two weeks ago before we were able to correct our first fab fact when I said the largest island in Hawaii is reeling from the devastation of wildfires. The answer was Maui, but that should have been the second largest island. Oops. Well, good for correcting that, Mama. Indeed. Alrighty then. See you next week in the happy, splashy, giant, Newsy Paloozy. Paloozy.